Welcome back to another installment of The Finish Line. It's July, there's too much baseball on, and the WNBA All-Star Game <laughs> was this past weekend. No way. <laughs> nah, but for real, <laughs> that's our first topic. Wait, what's I'm our first so, topic? I'm so Are you serious. for real? I'm Chill out. I'm so serious. Chill out. So, <laughs> oh my God. Oh my so gosh. Team Wilson beat Team Della Don 129 to 126. There was a oh, record. So like a regular NBA game. Set. There was a record. There was a record set. Brittany Griner is the first woman to ever dunk twice at a WBA All-Star <laughs> game. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that a record? Oh, my gosh. Yo. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Listen. All jokes aside. In an All-Star game, though? Listen. <laughs> All jokes aside. It's, it's free runs to the basket. Bro, what? Yo. This is an oxymoron. Like, the WNBA All-Star game, that's oxymoron. That's that's jumbo shrimp shit right there. Like, Damn. Like, wow. for real. Wow. No, it really is, man. Wow. Like, listen. This is celebrating mediocrity, and this is not what America stands for, dog. <laughs> I'm being dead ass serious. That's so harsh. Yo, that's that so No, but America harsh. does stand for mediocrity. Fuck Donald Trump. Um, I'm with uh, it. I'll throw that in there. That's, that's a little bit below mediocrity. <laughs> yeah. But shout, anyway, out to, shout out I to Corey. Thought, so this would probably be our... Hold on. This, just, so you, just so we know, we mentioned the WNBA and Donald Trump in the same breath. Listen, take, take all I know this. is, this would probably be our, our shortest lasting segment ever. Um, the All-Star Game got 9,000 people in attendance. Um, the high score was... <laughs> wow. Uh, 9,000 um, people. I don't know her name. Erica Wheeler. She plays for the Indiana Fever. She was the high scorer with 29. Okay, Erica. Sim- Dro- dropping um, in buckets. Sylvia Fowles, high rebound with nine. Oh, yeah. Sylvia on them boards. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. John Quell Jones had 13. Oh, that is that is a name right there. John Quell Jones. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hey, um, wait, wait. Did y'all see that tweet that somebody said the uh, AFC North, um, I mean, for the Baltimore Ravens, our star... Uh, Ryan receiver looks like he playing that WNBA. <laughs> I'm about to show you that shit. Bro. Anyway, I'm, I'm listen. So this is the finish line podcast where you need to go to Apple Podcasts and rate the podcast. All right, five stars or don't do that shit. Five star rate, subscribe, do all of that, bro. Send this podcast to your friend. Send it to your mom. Send it to the woman who keeps curving you because maybe it'll be a conversation starter because you ain't got no game. Hey, mm. sh- should I send this to Micah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Well, he's lucky in the W. Hollywood. Oh, bro. wow. He does. <laughs> it's Antonio, bro- uh, Antonio Brown's cousin, too. Really? He's t- he tough, though. Yeah, he's nice. Anyway, so we, got our, so we got three topics today. The first was the WNBA. We're done with that. The second is LeBron James. Um, LeBron somehow James. Somehow LeBron finds a way to be in our topic of conversation every week. But yes, sir. I have a feeling we'll all be taking his side this week. So LeBron James is, you know, he's in the offseason. He's not playing for Team USA this this summer or anything. He's enjoying his time with his family, Taco Tuesdays and all. And recording Space Jam 2. And recording Space Jam 2. Um, and he's been going to his son, Bronny, who is coming of age. He's 14, 15 now. Rising freshman in high school. He'll be playing with Dwayne Wade's son, Zaire, this summer. I mean, this fall coming up. Uh, and LeBron has been an active, uh, what's the word? 
viewer attendee at LeBron. Yeah, and he and he, and he coaches at, a lot of the games AAU too. Games and he coaches some of the games. I um, mean, this weekend in particular, I believe it was Saturday. Bron was real active. He was there. He had on shorts. He had on some really dope lavender LeBrons that I really need. Uh, he joined the layup line. He was dunking. He put on a show for the crowd. There was one play in particular where it wasn't even Bronny associated in the play. It was one of his team. His two of his teammates went under the leg and threw up an alley oop. And Duncan and Braun went crazy. That on wasn't the, Bronny? That wasn't no, Bronny. No, that wasn't Bronny. And Braun went crazy mm. on the other end of the court. Um, and he he lost his shoe. He was he went and like dapped up and did the chest bump with one of the kids. And a lot of people had some stuff to say, including Jason Whitlock. LeBron's Oval. I, I'm sorry. I meant LeVar James. Damn it. I meant to say mm. LeBron Marinovic. Mm. Oh, oh, never mind. You, you get my point. LeBron James isn't the first, nor will he be the last, sports dad to make himself the focus of his child's burgeoning athletic career. As money is poured into professional sports, so have the Marv Marinoviches and the LeVar Balls, super dads anxious to groom their son's skills and bask in the glory of their success. This weekend, new footage emerged of LeBron performing his super dad routine at LeBron Jr.'s AAU game. LeBron joined his son in the pregame layup line executing an assortment of dunks. Once play got underway, LeBron celebrated wildly on the sideline and on the court. This is all pretty much standard operating procedure for LeBron at his son's games. I'm sure someone has convinced LeBron that the subsequent viral videos are a good thing. In his mind, LeBron is making fatherhood cool and fun again. I disagree. Listen, I listen, I listen. I hate Jason Whitlock. Hold on, hold on. And Oh, I was gonna say, you know, we need we need to all take our turn. Yeah, I got so, a whole lot of shit to say. I, I'm just gonna say this before we go. I was talking to to Wanya about it at work today, and I was like, yo, like, albeit all the stuff that he was saying is just idiotic, but LeBron and we looked it up is the second play, it's like the second most famous athlete in the world ever. Ooh, I mean, well, uh, uh, who was it? Ronaldo. Yeah, Chris Chris Ronaldo. Ronaldo. So like. Yeah, I'm gonna let y'all go. Whoever want to go, go. Um, on a lighter note, LeBron should have been um, pulling off these dunks in at least one dunk contest. You know what I'm saying? He should have. At yeah, least very one. True. Very true. My, my man got it was up there. You know what I'm saying? But but that, the point. But that that being aside, um, the fact that we have to find a way to uh, criticize uh, LeBron for being a present father, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like real talk, like no matter no matter now maybe yes. now maybe him like going on the court and like, you know, dapping dapping dudes up at the alley oop, that may have been a little extra. You know what I'm saying? Like like maybe I'm like, all right, bro, maybe you could have like not done that. But if that's the only thing you have to complain about, listen, for all the absentee for all the absenteeism that happens for fathers, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't know what I like like I didn't have my father in my life, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. My mother worked too much. So she couldn't come to the game. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I wish I would have had somebody there. You know what I'm saying to do stuff like that. So, I think it's I think it's a reach. I think if this was a white athlete, if this was Tom Brady going off at his son's game, it wouldn't have been an issue. You know what I'm saying? So, it's whack as hell that that um that Jason Whitlock and some others had had it on this tape. So my thing is, so I played basketball from age of four to age of eighteen competitively, and my dad was he never missed a game. He was annoying as hell in the stands, but I, thank you, AZ. He was, he, he was annoying in the stands, but that's because he was just yelling and just get a rebound, do this, do that, do that. But at the same time, I 
I appreciate that a thousand percent because he was there. You know what I'm saying? He was there. And at the end of the day, everything I'm reading from what the players have to say, like I think LeBron took a opposing player to the side at the end of that game and said, I really hope I'm in the league when you're in the league. And the player broke down and started crying. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? Like the players on that's on Bronny's team, I think this is the last time they're going to play together in this AAU circuit. Yeah. And they were saying like they were calling Bron big bro. Like, I appreciate you. Like, that means so much for right. these kids. For I just threw an alley-oop, and LeBron James just chest-bumped me. Like, that's that probably means so much. And the alley-oop much, was bro. nice as that, hell. If my 14-year-old kid is throwing alley-oops like that, between the legs, too, bro. <laughs> Absolutely. At the, at the end of the day, I, I know I've been super critical of LeBron in the past because of on-court things. Uh, you know, and NBA stuff, but I, I don't see how you could be critical of a father being in his kid's life. And the most infuriating thing that I saw in regards to this was this tweet that's been circulating. Um, it's of this this white guy. Most people, Jason Jason Whitlock's the only black person I've seen that. Uncle Tom ass. All all I'm, the only people I'm seeing that's truly upset is white guys. Mm-hmm. He said, "I usually defend LeBron, and I got to be honest." If my son is ever throwing down alley-oops, I would probably lose my fucking mind. But this is absolutely ridiculous. This is like bizarre childlike behavior. What a weirdo. And I'm like, bro, what? You sound, bro, like, like how we, we, we beg and plead for black fathers and whatnot to be in their kid's life. And now we have the shining epitome, the example, personification of what a black father is supposed to be. Like, we've Listen. never seen LeBron in a tabloid, cheating on Savannah, being, you know what I'm saying? Like, Kobe Bryant's my favorite player of all time, and he's the GOAT to me in my in my mind, but he has a rape allegation. <laughs> Michael Michael Jordan yeah. is addicted, was and maybe still is addicted to gambling. Absolutely. And Shaq his wife. went through a divorce with his wife. I think he might cheat on her. I don't know. Yeah. LeBron is the Definitely. only great. Tom Brady supports Donald Trump. Right, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Already, LeBron is LeBron is the only Tiger Woods went through what he went through. You know what I'm saying. LeBron is the only tr- great male athlete that I've ever known that has never deserved one ounce of uh, criticism about who he is as a person and his character. Go ahead, Wanya. Listen, <clears throat> when I when I saw this, I've I've always felt like Jason Whitlock was a clown, Uncle Tom, all that. <clears throat> but after seeing these this statement. It infuriated me because off what AZ said. So me, my my mom didn't get married until I was ten. So for the first you know half of my sports life, I didn't. It was my mom. She would be there when she could. And when my dad came into my life and just really we became close, having a father at your sporting events is the best thing ever. Absolutely, it, it, it's like no other, and especially when they're your biggest fan. So first off, first off on that, black father, he's supporting his kid. Second of all. And I had this issue with the whole LeVar Ball thing. Who the fuck are you to tell him how he should parent his kids? Say it, that. It, 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 unless, that. Unless you want to be like, he shouldn't spank his kids, like something, you know, something that's kind of controversial. And even then. <laughs> even then. Who the fuck are you to tell him how he should celebrate when his kid does an amazing play or whatever it is? That's what he wants to do. Third of all, LeBron James, with all due respect, LeBron James does not need his fucking son for any ex- extra exposure, Max. anything no. of that nature. The, LeVar Ball, you can make that case. LeBron James, not what's like. There's no none whatsoever. Like Calvin stated, he's the second most famous athlete in the world, like active. Like probably Michael Jordan's probably maybe number one or so. But 
active, he's second to Cristiano Ronaldo. Fourthly, I like Jason Whitlock. As a black man, how can you tear down another black man this hard? And 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 I'll also speak on to this. I went to Charlotte to go see Bronny play um, last year, and LeBron James was there. He's like that all the time. He's always doing alley oops to himself and in the layup lines because those kids are 13, 14 years old. You can say they can grow up when they're our age and say, "Yeah, I played on LeBron James' AAU team, and he was throwing alleys to me." I did a bounce pass to LeBron in the layup line. Yes, that means Just everything to them. Every right. everything because some of them may never ever ever yes. touch the league. So. Yes, and he just wants to go out there and have fun. He's a joyful guy. So who are you to tell him how to live his life? I just. I hated all the publicity that it got because, like, I really go to saying no publicity is bad publicity. So I hate how many people responded to it. I hope LeBron doesn't even respond to that bullshit because it's, it 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 just really makes me upset. It really makes me upset. Yeah, and I I don't know, bro. I just I hate that LeBron stays in the it, the media really just chooses to just attack just just him. nitpick for and no nitpick. reason. And I think I think it's because of what you said earlier, Dre. Like they have nothing else to say negatively about There's LeBron. Like nothing. You, he he made a whole school. Yeah, bro. For hey, children in they, his area. And they have like, like a ninety-eight to hundred percent um like graduation and like performance rate, bro. Yeah. Listen, bro. He's I'm, just unflawed. I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. I've been to Akron, Ohio a thousand times. Like for him to do that in Akron and to put on for that area and Cleveland as well, bro, like that means everything. You can't. There's nothing you can do to tear him down. I hate Jason Whitlock. I hate I him low, with a passion. Like, and I low key am starting to kind of get this problem with Fox Sports One and the yep. the level yep. the people they put out. Like Jason Whitlock, I really despise him. Colin Cowherd used to be one of my favorites. But I still like, like. I still like him. Uh, I'm like Cal, but it's just like. All these people are, what's the word? They're like, they're credible, right? Yeah. Except for Jason. I don't think he's credible at all. At all. But Colin Coward is credible, but I think it's the way they come across with their with their 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 rhetoric and their analysis. I think a lot of it is negative. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it definitely is. It, it definitely is negative. It's I, definitely I just, negative, and I don't know. For, the, for black athletes. It's just LeBron is like. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I ain't mean to cut you off. Yeah. For black athletes. Absolutely. They are, they are super critical of black athletes. Like, this nigga, uh, Skip Bayless, talking about Tom Brady goes crazy and da 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 and Colin Cowherd, oh, he's crazy and competitive. Let somebody, let, let's, let Colin a black... Colin Cowherd rips Russell Westbrook every chance he gets. He does. He, he does. He rips him every chance he gets. He does. He rips LeBron, too. And so, I know I talk my, I talk my shit about first take, but, you know, they're, they're not, it's not a negative platform. It's not. Know? But anyway, it's just man, LeBron. Like, like how you said, like how you all said, hasn't been in the news for nothing more than not a speeding a ticket. Thi- bro, Has a beautiful a black family. Thing. Beautiful. And, J- black and Jason family. Whitlock. Most of the reason why he was so pissed off because his fat ass can't do half the shit that That's LeBron a two can do. No, he not half. Can't do none of. Can't bro, do none of this shit. Jason Whitlock, you talking a big game for somebody who got to rock twice when you get. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta rock yourself up, bro. He, bro, he, man, that's, fuck him, man. That's fake hair he got on his head too. <laughs> he said he was like, "What you just bald to last it last month? Look hey, good, bro." When I, when I get my hair piece, this is gonna look way easy. Please, <laughs> please oh though. God. Next topic. So we're moving on to uh, this is our last topic, but our most important one. We have approximately 
about seven-ish weeks until the NFL season officially kicks off. Yep. Preseason kicks off in two days. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm, the Hall really, of Fame, the Hall of Fame game. Yeah, right? I don't really yeah. care. But I don't, I don't who's know. playing the Hall of Fame game this year? Oh, shit, who, who, knows? Um, <laughs> who knows? Who knows? It's like you I'll, see, I'll, like oh, it's, it's Broncos and Falcons. <laughs> I mean, this no preseason game is <laughs> yeah, good. Bro, like, it's just, I don't really care. But anyway, I don't care. So though. we're starting a new series today. We're doing week by week divisional breakdowns, and I think the way it's gonna work is the last week we're gonna have to break down two divisions. This week, we're going to do NFC South. Uh, we're really just going to give our opinion. We do have three uh, questions that um, I got asked by people who listen to the show off of social media that I'll ask at the end. Well, actually, I'll ask it at the beginning just to get some talk, talking points going. Um, but the first question for the NFC South and for the people out there who don't know, we're talking about the Falcons, the Carolina Panthers, the New Orleans Saints, and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, but the first question um, being... Uh, it's concerning the Carolina Panthers. Do you have Christian McCaffrey run CMC uh, over or under 2,000 all-purpose yards this season and why? Ooh, that's tough. Over I, got, I, got, I, got, I got him over. Why? Because if you look at how their offense even ran last year, I believe he was close to that 2,000, uh, 2000 mark. And now you take away Devin Funches. Um, you don't really replace him with much. Curtis Samuel might be slightly, you know, he, he might be a more of an intricate part. Greg Olson, you never know as far as him. I think that they're going to force feed the ball a lot to, to CMC. I think I think he'll get over 2,000 per I'm, all purpose. I'm going to agree with that. I think also with the addition of a healthy Cam, like Cam is, you know, he he's a gunslinger. But he does like his checkdowns. Now listen, no, no, they, yeah, no, he, it, he, he is, he loves <laughs> his checkdowns. And the, and the reason why I say that is because not only is CMC a great route runner, but he also he, he does well off of play action. So a lot of those um, little dump offs that he's gonna get is probably gonna get him fifteen to twenty yards per play, depending on how the you know the defense opens up. And I think that. The Panthers actually have a promising year this year. Now I'm not gonna say what I was gonna say until later, but I think um, I, th- I think he'll definitely be over 2,000 all-purpose yards. Yeah, last year he was at about 1,900. Yeah, I knew he yeah, was close he was to at about yeah. 1,900. Yeah, I think year. I think he'll get there. Um, next, or oh, Az, go ahead. Oh yeah, um, I, I think I think over. Um, I think Wanye is is a. Uh, is a cam hater. I'm not a cam hater at <laughs> Bruh, all. You, my man was well, injured two years in a row. Listen, had all season surgery. The only he wants injured brace his cam. The only reason I'm a cam hate, why I'm deemed a cam hater, is because I expect more of him. Okay, I so, okay. and we'll, we we'll keep going. We'll keep going. We're gonna get into it. So I'm talking sure. points. Uh, going, we're running down the division last year. Um, it was. Give me one second. Oh. With the standings? Yeah, just the standings. So last year, three, the, the, the NFC South Saints went thirteen and three. Um, the Panthers went seven and nine. Uh, I believe. Who so was, the Falcons. The Falcons, Falcons did too. The Falcons were seven and, and nine. Yeah, the Falcons were seven the and nine. Buccaneers and the Buccaneers went five went and eleven. Five and 11. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? What do we think the direction of the division is going this year? Starting at the bottom with the Buccaneers. Buccaneers at the bottom. Yeah. So, in the, say so fun facts. I think in the last two or three years. Jameis Winston is tied for the most interceptions thrown. Oh, that makes perfect by sense. a starting quarterback. Jeez, that makes perfect. Yeah. He did. He did the same shit at Florida State. I don't know why people thought it was going to change when and he got I, to the I league. Just, I hate it. Like I'm rooting for Jameis and Cam yeah, yeah. just because they're black. I'm not really. I'm not, I'm not rooting for Jameis at all. I'm not rooting, but I'm just like I want this like stigma. To so why break. don't you root for Lamar like that? Mm-hmm. Huh? <laughs> 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 you see that? 
What hard is that? Listen, yeah, I, listen. I, Dak I, Prescott? At, at, the, at the end of the day. We'll talk about the NFC East. Okay. Probably towards the end, brother, because yeah. you got a strong division. Yeah. Um, but I, at the end of the day, bro, I'm always going to be happy when a black quarterback does well because they don't get a lot of chances. That's true. We only, we only got a – we have one real shining example in the league of a black quarterback – Consistently being that guy, and that's, that's Russell, Russell. Wilson. Yeah. Russell Wilson, um, yeah. Cam. He I'm, good at I'm a little afraid. So I was talking to my guy Jordan, who is an avid listener to the show. Shout out to Jordan, been listening to us for three years, and he's the biggest Carolina fan you'll ever meet. And I texted him on draft night and was like, "Yo, they got Will Greer. Draft the Will Greer." Mm-hmm. Now I I watched Will Greer play in high school. He went Stupid to Davidson nice. Day Stupid. in Davidson, North Carolina, right outside of Huntersville. Stupid. And listen, I watched him throw. 800 yards in a high school game. Like it ain't nothing. 800 That's yards, crazy. 10 and touchdowns. Was... And it wasn't one of those we're playing, you know, bad. They were playing a pretty good team. He threw Man, 800 that team, yards. That team was so that's nice. That's still, that's, that's, that's a lot. Davis and Davis and, so and nice. And then Will, he kind of took like a Cam Newton-esque yeah. journey through college. Yeah. You know, I forgot where he started. But he started he, at Florida. He, no, he didn't start at Florida. He started somewhere else. Like his original, it was something like Maybe, a military school. I, th- like I thought he committed to Florida. Maybe he committed to Florida. It was weird, but it took because he he spent so much time in high school because yeah. he ended up reclassing and doing all this yeah. stuff. So I kind of got lost in the sauce with it. But um, he started at Florida, lit it up for Florida for like half a season. Then he got PD mm-hmm. some some some. Took a year off. Went to West Virginia and lit it up and was like fifth or fourth in Heisman voting. Yeah, he's stupid. And nice. I told Jordan, I said, yo. But I I don't what think do y'all, question here's my what I'm getting to. What do y'all think Cam's leash is right now? As long as it's ever been. I, Stop playing. I no, think it's not I, as long no, as it's I ever think, been. I think Cam's Cam's job is secure. And the reason why I'm saying that is because this is gonna be the the first year that he's been in the league relatively that he's gonna be having the weapons in you know in Christian McCaffrey that he's had. But I also think Bro, he lost some weight. He's looking trim. Like, bro, looks looking good. Trim. Like, look good. Yeah. Cam Newton looks like he's about to come out and have another MVP season. And the year that he had the MVP, it was more of him than the players around him. I think if he was to have a season that, like that this why, year, you, you, you it would be Cam MVP? it would be more of the teammates that he has around Ryan, him. Talk, talk, talk about the yeah. Cam MVP, bro. Listen, man. Every everyone's good. L- listen, if you're if you're a decent player, you're good for a great year. You're you're, you're due for one. You're due for one. Matt, Matty Ice got an MVP. Just you, like you Carson Wentz, huh? You're good for one. I don't know, because the jury is still out on Carson Wentz. But hey, Cam has been in the league for about, what, nine Cam years now? League, this is his three, six. This will be his ninth year. This will be his ninth year. This will be his ninth year. But that MVP year, that was 2015, right? Was that 2015? I think it was 2015. 2015. That's when they Wait, lost to the Broncos in the, 20, his the MVP, Super Bowl, right? Yeah. It was 2015. His MVP year, he went up. He played played and started all 16 games, mm-hmm. threw 3,800 yards, 35 TDs, 10 touchdowns. It was by far his best season because if you look at his stats, that is an outlier. Because every year he went set touchdowns by his career, 17, 12, 13. I'm sorry, those are interceptions. 21, 19, 24, 18, 35, 19, 22, 24. So it was a really big, but he still, his interceptions are usually up there. High. Yeah, because 17, he, he makes 12, some ill-advised throws. 12, 10, 14, but, 16, 13. But anyway, what I'm saying is, I think I I asked the question, but I don't think his leash is very short. I I just always get a little concerned when no, I don't I teams don't think draft really promising quarterbacks. I think Greer is going to be a really really great backup for him in the event that anything happens to Cam. But no, I don't I see his job in danger. Greer's their best backup in years though. Because listen, my thing is, yeah, Gre- I 
Now, if let's say the Patriots drafted Greer. I'm like, okay, Tom's 42. You know, okay, that makes sense. Let's say, you know, the Saints drafted Greer. Okay, Drew is 39. He's 40. All right. But when you draft Greer behind your, you know, your starting quarterback at eight years, he's in this prime. Like, what does that mean? Listen, <laughs> they see it. They see it. They see it. Because it's, it's, it's not a... They see the holes in the wall, the cracks they, in the They floor. see the holes in the wall. Listen, Cam Newton, the, the problem I've always had with Cam Newton, and before he lost all this weight, you were bigger, <laughs> faster, and stronger than everybody. As nice. far as far as the quarterback. Because that man's 6'5". You should be out there dominating every single Sunday. Every single Sunday, I need at least 250 yards through the air, two touchdowns, and at least one on the ground. Every Sunday. If you're 6'5", 260... That's what Lamar is going to get you. We're not talking about him right now. Lamar ain't that big, though. <laughs> he's not he that not, big. You're right. He's, like not, he's not built he's like not. that. Cam is special. Cam he's, is special. Like he that. has all the tools. But just that accuracy... Has has not gotten better over the years. So accuracy, let's talk about it. his right. accuracy percentage. Well, okay, it's remind like, me, like, what's, what's a high percentage? What's a good percentage? It's for like probably like sixty or above, like sixty okay. percent no, or no, above. Hell right? no, this hell is, no. This yeah, is, it is. No, I wouldn't say I would that's say good. Sixty-five and above. I would say sixty-five and above. So this is accuracy by career. Rounded up by 60, five. 57, 61, 58, 59, 52. 59-67. Proof he's is a, right there. He's a 59% completion Proof percentage is right there. on his career. There's no reason you should be going into year nine. Because this is your prime. Your prime is usually for a quarterback, I would say, year five through year ten. Yeah, I mean, he did throw 67 last season. That was his by far his best. And he was checking that bitch down every single time. Do it, Do it matter? Do it matter? It don't matter. Do it matter? As long as it doesn't really matter? Tom Brady got six rings to back that shit up. I'm not trying to hear that. He's just checking it down, though. I'm nah, not. I'm not trying to hear that. The rings don't matter. But Cam didn't have nobody to throw it to last year. Yeah, that's what I was about to he say. He, to throw it he to. also listen for Kelvin Benjamin to be on that team at one point in time. All the passes he listen, was dropping. Kel- Kelvin Benjamin was stupid nice his rookie year. But he, after he, that, he, he but after that, what happened? Yes, he regressed. That's right. So, that hurts his percentage if people ain't yeah, catching Kelvin the ball. Kelvin Benjamin ain't been on the team for two years. Calvin. I'm just saying d- during he that. He was there doing. Hey, oh, well, he but his percentage, his percentage went up. When he won't there. Right. Because he was checking the bitch down to his right. It don't matter. So Jordan wants us to know um, that the Panthers are stacked at the wide receiving position this year. With who? DJ Moore. DJ Moore. Let me tell you. And Chris Hogan. So Christian McCaffrey. They're calling it the pit. They're they're calling it his six pack of skills. He got six really good skill players to throw to. Christian McCaffrey. DJ Moore. Who averaged 7.9 yards per reception last year. He, He was good. Curtis Samuel. Uh, averaged 6.7 rushing yards last year. Chris Hogan, Jarius Wright, and Greg Olson. Yeah, listen, I'm not trying to hear that. Are you sold on Absolutely that? Absolutely not. Well, AZ, are you sold for, on that? First off, what, what Patriots player you know has left the Patriots and still been good? Because Danny not a, not, not, ain't none. shit. None. There's a reason why they <laughs> let you go. They that system they, no more. They, they, there's right. a reason why they let you go. And Chris Hogan, I can attest, because he was on all my fantasy teams last year, was some low-key ass. And I can see why they <laughs> let him go. <laughs> He's good. He, he's solid. He's for, solid as a decoy. Yes, but like, but also Edelman and he's a really and, good number three. And remember, Chris Hogan was this there for certain plays for the Patriots. Yeah, like he was, decoy. he had those certain plays. There was like, oh shit, Chris kind of nice. And, yeah. and, like yeah. I mean, listen, I feel like you know if Cam if Cam don't show up this year, then then I then I maybe will listen to a little more of this uh, this slander on my man. But if like. I would I would say he he's 
he's in the in the upper tier, like the upper half of the quarterbacks that are in the league. Like like there are a lot of teams. If if that's your choice at quarterback, they'll fi- they're fine with that. Like he he's improved. He's not injured this year. He's improved his um his throwing motion. He just he just threw. You said you said um uh, throwing percentage was important. He just had his best year last year and was and lost nine and lost six straight games. It, it's a team but, game, but, bro. No, but no, 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 no. But as a quarterback. This it's is what happened. Everyone, no, it's not all on you, but a okay, big part of it is you. Secondly, everyone wants to make this big deal about him being hurt. They went six and one, was balling. Went to New England, one came to Philadelphia, and one. Oh, they his, won a lot of great O-line games. His line was kind of trash last year too. Let's not. Okay, forget. so how did he start out six and one? Mm-hmm. They go on Thursday night football, get their ass fucking beat by the Steelers, get embarrassed by like thirty. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then that, and then oh, and then yeah. you remember that, and then and then the, and then the floor fell out with the oh yeah yeah, they, yeah yeah I do remember that yeah Beat. and then and then we lost five straight <laughs> and was done for like as a quarterback yeah. that's a testament to you and I don't trust him at all because of that like when things are great he's all happy go lucky dab on him all that stuff but when things are when things aren't are crumbling a little bit. He's not that leader that's going to pick your team back up. And that's what I've seen time and time again, and it has not gotten better over the years. Everybody thought he was just young with the whole towel over his face and the whole suggestion box bullshit. Everybody thought he was young. Hasn't changed. I'm still giving the Panthers the uh, the number two in the in the so, uh, yeah, yeah. Mind you, South. The Panthers have a they have a pretty hard schedule this year, according they to play the Rams to start out, don't strength they? of schedule, I believe. So um they have the they're tied for the twelfth hardest schedule in the league. Yeah, they're coming um, in. Th- they're coming in third. Um, so let's talk about. So, let's talk oh, about who's the, going in second then. Let's talk about the Falcons. Yeah, the, the Fal- Falcons. Absolutely, the Falcons are the Falcons. My favorite. They're, out of they're, the they're winning. South. They're winning the division, and this is why. Last year, they lost Deion Jones, one of the best middle linebackers in the in. I would say probably second behind <laughs> Bobby Wagner and Luke Keekley. Probably third best in the in the nation. Well, not nation, but NFL. And they lost Keanu Neal, their starting strong safety. Both of them got injured in like the first game of the season against the Eagles. And they were out they were without Devontae Freeman a lot last year. Yeah, well. and, and they were putting up like 35 a game, but their defense was just garbage. Yeah. I think with those two returning, I think that they're gonna be they're they're gonna win a division. Falcons Three. have the seven hardest schedule. And see, I think that the Falcons, if you look at their schedule though, it doesn't seem that difficult. Like I think that the teams that are going to win both of their games against are definitely going to be the Buccaneers and they're definitely going to be the uh, Panthers. I think they're going to split one with the Saints because I think that the Panthers twice. Yes, yes, I, I do think they're going to be the Saints or the the Panthers twice. And then if you look at some of the other teams they're playing, so they're they're going to be playing the Titans. I think that's a win. The Cardinals. Um, I do see them probably winning uh, against the Rams. Uh, but I, I think yeah. it's going to be, you know, I think, I think so, they have yeah. some tough games. But I think that with their defense getting better this year, them coming back with their offense like how they were, their offense has always been high power. So, like, most of the time when they're losing, it's because the other team is either outscoring them, but it's not really because they can't score. Because Matty Ice will throw that bitch. And a, lot and, of, and a lot of their tough games are at home. Right. Like and they got to face the Eagles at home. They face... Uh, the Rams at home, Seahawks at home, the Jaguars at home. Like those, those are games that are winnable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, those. Are, I, I, I think, see why their schedule is seventh hardest though. It is. Yeah, yeah they they start they off on the road it. against the Vikings, which that's gonna be a tough. That's a hard game, game but that's you know, a hard game. I th- the reason why I think that they're gonna win the division is because one, I'm not high on the Panthers mainly because that defense isn't what it used to be, especially with the loss of Thomas Davis. Secondly, 
the the uh, Saints, I think the loss of Mark Ingram is really going to hurt them. And I don't know if Alvin Kamara can hold up the entire year. And yeah, I don't know the, who they got to replace him. They got him. Um, that dude. Um, Latavius Murray. Yeah, yeah, Latavius, Latavius They Murray. do got Latavius Murray, but, but he, he was, was very he was shaky. shaky in Minnesota. And, very and shaky. Latavius Murray and Alvin Kamara are pretty much the same back. Like, and Latavius Murray isn't a ground and pound like Mark Ingram was. Like, Mark Ingram took a lot yeah. of the brute of that. That running offense, so that right. way when Alvin Kamara came in, he you know he was more of a pass cat, like you know he a can receiving running back. Yeah, and I I agree I agree with Wanya. Like I think Latavius Murray's a good pickup, but I think there's there's two similar of backs, and I think that's gonna be where they're gonna hurt because they was they was eating people up when you could give yeah. a Mark Ingram two downs, and then you got Alvin Kamara coming straight back at you. Like it, yeah, I don't know. It was a great one two punch and. They didn't solve that number two receiver hole. They need a number two next to next to Michael Thomas, and they didn't get that done in the offseason. So I think that's gonna hurt them as well. And Drew Brees, he showed signs of age last year with a lot of a yeah. lot of short he showed that arm strength thing what it I used think to be. Definitely this is the year for the Falcons to take it. Yeah. Only because I think that the 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 Saints are gonna decline a little bit. Yeah. I don't think the I think the Panthers will be good, but I don't think they'll make that jump that they need to make. And the Buccaneers suck. <laughs> yeah, so I think this is the year because the, the Falcons they got it. They, they showed have, us they three the years ago. Watch, they watch got the Buccaneers it. go. They're gonna start off two and zero and then be fucking just trash. No, I, I don't think they can, bro. I don't because at the end of the day, bro, they done it before. Not, with, you're not with winning. Fitzpatrick. You're not winning. And Fitzpatrick fizzled out exactly. in the middle of the season. Right. You're this magic, and that's why this, I just said they probably gonna start two and zero. Listen, Ezekiel Elliott has been one of the most productive backs in the league. He made two million last year. This is it. The highest paid running back in the league is what's that man named uh, uh, Todd Gurley. He mm-hmm. made fourteen million last year. This is a quarterback league. If your quarterback game here, you're not gonna win. Not and gonna the win. Falcons are set to have the strongest quarterback that's in the what, division. Bro, that's what I'm saying. Like I think a lot of people are asleep on Matt Ryan. Like yeah. Matt Ryan is a good quarterback. He he is a gunslinger, bro. He and throws that bitch they out also there. Got a, they got a, they got a good defensive coordinator this year. Um, I think the Falcons. I think it's just opportunists. They got the opportunists. And if you think about their wide receivers, bro, they have a one-two punch now with Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones, Jones. bro. They can't nobody keep up with them. Austin Cooper. They got some weapons on that offense. I'm told you, if you lose two of your best defenders, and especially at safety and middle linebacker, right. You, you're not you're not gonna have. And I'm just hoping here. that they do get a Devontae Freeman back a hundred percent. He he but, should be a hundred percent. Because if he's a hundred percent, that's dangerous. Did they re-sign Tevin Coleman? I think I they think, no. I think they no, kept Edo Smith. Tevin Coleman's gone. I just yeah. don't know where. I yeah, 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 I think yeah. they still have Edo Smith though. Yeah, but, well, um, he's pretty he straight was, too. He was NFC South definitely one of the stronger strongest divisions in football. I would say the strongest. Probably the definitely strongest in the NFC. Um, yeah, yeah, I would yeah, say yeah. the strongest. Yeah, strongest. It's that's, up there with the AFC North. That's why I didn't yeah. want to start with it, but I, I, I agree. Mean, this is a good AFC West, North, and then the NFC East. We'll definitely save those for last. We can probably get the NFC West out of here next week. Yeah, um, because who the fuck wants to talk about them and the <laughs> AFC <Right>. South? <laughs> who cares? <laughs> AFC East probably be interesting just so we can talk about how the Jets, Dolphins, and Bills suck. Um, but <laughs> who we got? Who's winning the NFC South? Falcons. I got the Falcons Fal- too. I need the record too. Oh, Fal- I got Falcons at got them at eleven and five. Damn, I was about to say the same shit. I got <laughs> Falcons at eleven five because yeah. Boom. Um, I think I got I got the Saints twelve okay. and four. Okay, oh, shit. Solid. I mean, oh, that, they, they, they losing four bad. games. Okay, that's not, a, that's not a bad pick. I mean, they I, only lost three last year. I guess. And and I, I, my bad. I think that um they're kind of tight. 
off of what happened last year. They're very motivated this okay. year. Yeah, I got. Well, it was very motivated last year too. I'll go. And they New, went thirteen and three. So you got I'll a good go. Point. I'll go. New Orleans at eleven and five, and I'll put this asterisk in here. I think that I would not be surprised if the NFC South gets a division winner and two wild card places. So three, mm. all three. Mm-hmm. Wait, so you having three teams from the NFC I think South? The, I think the Falcons and the Saints are really, really strong. I think the Panthers have. So nobody else from any NFC division is going to get in except the winners. Yeah. Wow, that's a bold. That's a, that's a I hot take. It. I can see, bro. I got I got faith that the Panthers can get ten wins. That's a Charlotte. That's a Charlotte in them. <laughs> I got the Panthers. Char- Listen, Charlotte I got the Panthers getting ten <laughs> wins and and sneaking in, bro. Jordan, I'm sorry, bro, but I can't. I can't sit oh, here and oh, say he, he think they win in the division. Jordan is. He probably very, think they're going to win Bro, a lot of Panthers fans feel like they're going to win the division. And bro, the Panthers got one of the strongest fan bases in the league. <laughs> they do. They got. A, they, they got it's a great so, fan base. It's so funny. It's so <laughs> funny, bro. Because it's like, why? I think the <laughs> NFC South is due for some type of like happy because you got the Saints. What's happened to them with the miracle in Minnesota? Yeah. You got the the pass interference last year. Then you got the Panthers getting molly whopped in the Super Bowl. But low key, I'm then you got the Falcons in the Super Bowl. <laughs> then you got Tampa Bay. Uh, Who's just been bad? Would you be surprised? Oh wait, I was about to say Tampa Bay got the last Super Bowl in their division, but the Saints do. Yeah, Tampa Bay won in 0-2. Yeah, and the Saints won in 0-9. Oh, 9 Yeah, 0-9. So it's 0-9? Yes, sir. Okay. I was about to say 0-5. I don't know why. But yeah, nah. I'm going to tell you this, too. So I, I just I wanted to do this for a reference, but I'm looking at the Saints schedule, and it is not easy by any means. Like, the first game of the season are the Texans. And then they go on the road against the Rams Ooh. and Seahawks. Ooh. Then they come. And you're not winning in Seattle. Bro, no, you're right not now. winning in Seattle. Then you got the Cowboys uh, at home. Then you got the Buccaneers, but then you got the Jags and Bears back to back on the road. You Ooh, know how that's brutal, bro. That's brutal. Yo, they might be two and five after that. And then, that's and then you got the Cardinals. We don't know what the Cardinals are going to do, but you know, then you got the Falcons, and the Falcons are going to come to play because they want to win that division game. You got the Bucks on the road. You got the Panthers. Then you got the Falcons again on the road. Then you got the 49ers and Colts, and then Titans, and then Panthers to end it out. And they the, have a brutal bro, schedule. Bro, that is a tough schedule. Yo, and you yeah. think they're going to win? They're going to lose three games or Boy, four games? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, wait. That's let a me, lot of faith in Drew. Their strength of schedule. It has to be top five. Their strength of schedule is. Yikes. No, it's middle. In, in the middle? 14. But I think that has to do. Remember, the strength of schedule has to do with. Those teams that you're playing their records last year, yeah, and I think a lot of teams retool. The Colts are a scarier team, bro. The Texans are a scarier team. Are that's what I'm saying. The Texans are a scarier team. Teams like the 49ers, you're not double taking. Look at them. The Falcons. Those two games last year are two completely different games this year. Absolutely. If you're playing the Falcons, as well as you said, they're playing the Rams. Dallas, I think, is a that's, better that's team. A tough, that's a tough... The NFL got better over this offseason, man. Yeah, that's a um, tough... But yeah. definitely let us know um, in the comments on SoundCloud and Twitter. We'll definitely be doing polls on this all week. Who you think is going to win the NFC South? Who you think is going to lose the NFC South? Um, and definitely subscribe, man. You know what I'm saying? Rate us. Yep. You know, we, we appreciate all the support we got. And the, the show is going up more and more every week. Uh, but yeah, we'll see you next Wednesday, whores. Fuck Jason Whitlock. And Donald Trump. I forgot to say that.